0: Hello and welcome to the Startup Creative podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle, and resident business coach, serving you straight up business advice to help you start, grow, and scale the business of your dreams. Hello and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author and business coach. Um, I I feel like I'm rushing that because I've recorded this intro so many times and I'm just going to keep going now. (laughs) Anyway, welcome back to the podcast. It's Friday, the 5th of August, 2022, in case you're listening to this in the future. Um, You all will be because I don't think it's going to go out today. Anyway, what is time? Uh today we're going to talk about diversifying your income. The reason I want to talk about this is because one of the I guess privileges of my job as a business coach is that I spend my days talking to creative entrepreneurs, founders, startup um yeah, founders, entrepreneurs, freelancers, across the globe in so many different business models and industries. And, you know, my job is to help them with how they're going mentally, financially, what's working, what's not working, and obviously make plans to make sure that their business is viable, profitable, and sustainable. And something that I've been thinking or hearing a lot about is this, um, the economic, you know, yeah, in um, what environment that we're in at the moment, and it seems like a really common theme of people freaking out about economic, you know, restraints or or the potential recession, and you know, changes in in marketing strategies and all of those things. So I'm going to talk about some things that I do to make sure that my business can withstand the environment of whatever's going on outside, whether that's a global pandemic, a, you know, a a crisis in in the financial um, space, all of those, you know, your own personal health. I think that's something that I've always had to deal with as well in terms of, you know, getting really inspired and wanting to record podcasts and help people and also having, yeah, those times where, I feel more insular or less inspired. So there's always going to be a changing dynamic in the outside world that can influence whether our business is inspiring, working, profitable. And the trick is to be able to set yourself up with a business that can withstand that and that you can do that in advance before it kind of hits. And I think this is something that you we should all start start to think about right now is, you know, we're noticing the beginnings of people spending less money and, yeah, freaking out about their maybe downturn in their profits and their income. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today and what to expect and how to prepare yourself. I've also been doing a lot of research myself because when I hear the same topic or concerns over and over again... I take that as a sign to go and yeah, educate myself and upskill and figure out, yeah, what is happening on the ground from reputable sources, what to expect, you know, what what trends or predictions might be being um, put out for the future and how do I get skilled up for myself but also for you guys. So you're welcome. Here we go. Here's all the things that I've found and, and how I'm kind of digesting it as well. Okay. I think the first thing to notice here is or to note is that business is always going to ebb and flow. We I did a podcast uh, a while back now about riding the highs and lows because I get that feedback a lot, you know, people are doing really well and then it goes quiet and then, you know, it's not a consistent income. I just want to bust this myth first and foremost is that that is life. <laughs> life is always going to ebb and flow. It's never consistent. And I think as humans, we want to control. We want to predict the future. We want to understand and and know and have certainty. And unfortunately, running your own business may never give you that. Like if, if that's what you crave the most and that's your value, and that's what you really need to feel safe and to you know sleep at night and to provide for your family then perhaps running a business might not be for you because it is always going to fluctuate it's always going to need energy and focus and you know new ideas and pivoting and reacting to yeah outside stimulus and yeah, keeping it refreshed and not letting it get stagnant. I think when we, we want things to be consistent and the same, we also take less risks. We become stagnant. Our business beca- can become irrelevant. So being able to ride the highs and lows and the uncertainties is a skill set that you've got to hone and, and cultivate as a business owner. I'm not saying that it should be massive highs and lows and it's, you know, anxiety-inducing all the time. I'm just saying that there is a level of uncertainty when you become your own, you know, boss. And so it's also very fair that if right now whatever's going on in your life, you need more certainty maybe getting a consistent income where the founder of that company is responsible for making sure the money comes in right um so just a little disclosure there but even you know even in a, a secure job it's never 100 percent secure and so you know as humans i think our biggest battle is always going to be able to not get emotionally caught up in the ever changing environment because it's always changing. Everything is always moving and, you know, evolving. And that's what life's core purpose is. And so being able to understand that and accept it and trust it and know that it's not you and you're not doing anything wrong or you're not failing, it's just life. And being able to observe that. And not get emotionally, you know, overtaken by it, I think is a really good skill set for you And, you know, that's what I do with a lot of my coaching clients is, you know, get that outside perspective of someone who can make you, you know, give perspective and help to calm the nerves when it does get scary. So if you're feeling in that kind of jittery panic mode, might be a good time to seek some outside advice to get you, you know, just to help see perspective and the big picture and if things are on a downward turn for you. Um, It just means it's time to take a good look at everything and see how you can gain momentum to, to get some movement in the upward direction again. Okay, so some things that I've been reading, New York Times put out an article about small businesses recovering from COVID and how, you know, coming off the back of lockdowns and, you know, some people not being able to make money in the same ways that they did. And now the challenging economic period, a potential recession, inflation, cost of living, interest rates, all the scary things that everyone's talking about. Um, it can it, It's a global thing. So a lot of people are figuring out and starting to prepare how to manage this next challenge as a business owner in a small business. And I think as a result, we can become really competitive. We can become scarce. We can become, you know, fearful and act from a place of lack and desperation and victim mentality. And it's really easy for all of those things to creep in and to panic and to cling to this is what I do and this is how I make money and this is, you know, even this is my kind of piece of land or this is my, you know, that's what I do. And that real, you know, panicky mode. And, you know, when when things change or we're given these messages of threat and worry and uncertainty for a future, especially financial future, it's like, you know, maybe it's even worse than COVID because It's our finances where, you know, everyone's talking about money in the media. And most people I know hate talking about money. So we're being forced to read and understand and to face, you know, these things. And you see it in the petrol prices and in the supermarket and and the way that people are acting. And you're probably even noticing it in your business as well, right? Um, and so it's a normal response, you know, it's a fear response but it doesn't need to keep you small. It doesn't need to ruin your business. It doesn't need to keep you up at night and make you worry. There are some things that you can do and there are. I'm going to teach you some ways to diversify and to kind of set your business up for success through this time. Before we jump into that, I recently came across this letter that Nick Cave wrote in 1996 to the MTV Music Awards. He was nominated for an award, and he wrote this incredible letter, and it's a conversation that I've been having a lot lately. And it talks about how he doesn't want to receive the award. And I'll read a little bit about it, of it, and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Um, But this conversation that I've been having lately about that scarcity and lack and competitiveness and comparing ourselves can be from the noise of these charts or, you know, systems that create competition. And so I listened to this other podcast recently that was talking about how the billboard charts for music were created by a magazine who were trying to increase their advertising revenue. And when I heard that, I thought, how many artists and musicians don't create music or art that they want to because it might not fit the norm, or it might not make the charts, it might not fit po- popular opinion. And then if it doesn't get charted, or, you know, you're, you're not tracking how many listens it has, has, then you feel like it's irrelevant. And for me, like I'm really leaning into this lately, and it's a whole nother topic, but the realisation that, we often it's so easy for us to forget why we started and you know it's the same with going into scarcity and lack and competition it's like we forget that we're actually existing to be of service to to make money doing what we love to show up and to yeah to serve others and be in relationship with our customers and the people that we can help through what we have to offer and we when fear comes in, we forget that and we actually go into well, like, how can I earn more money or how can I get more followers? And that's that's a real, you know, it's getting sucked into that charting mentality of like you exist to, you know, to get numbers to to fit a norm. Anyway, I could go on about that for ages, but Nick Cave sums it up really beautifully. And he says, you know, thank you for the nomination and I'm so thankful. But having said that, I feel that it's necessary for me to request that my nomination for best male artist be withdrawn. And furthermore, any awards or nominations for such awards that may arise in the years and in later years be presented to those who feel more comfortable with the competitive nature of these award ceremonies. I myself do not, I have not always been, I have always been of the opinion that my music is unique and individual and exists beyond the realms inhabited by those who would reduce things to mere measuring. I am in competition with no one. It goes on to talk about how his muse is his music, and it's not a horse, um, but he will w- wants to honor his work and um, and not make it a racehorse and, and something that gets flogged. And I loved that because I think that's a really nice reminder whenever we're in scarcity or lack or competition or fear to come back to why you started who you really want to speak to and you know how can you be of value and service to those who are who are following and listening or looking for what you have to offer and when we come back to this place i think what we do best is that we come to an authentic version of ourselves that you know finds joy in creating and being in business and comes back and we have new ideas and we can see through the mud. We can actually get out of the mud and rise up and see clearly when most people will just stay in that kind of treadmill of of competition and keeping up with, you know, the trends or whatever it might be. So... Once you're able to kind of come back to that calmer space, then you're in a better position to zoom out and to look at what you need to do from a practical point of view to sustain your business through economic downturn, global pandemics, your personal growth or you know circumstances, and take your customers on the ride with you. All right, so I'm gonna talk about a few different ways to diversify your income. Firstly, I read this other article recently that was from a accounting membership or something. I don't even know why I got the email, but it was really good advice. And and I've I've heard it, you know, repeated a few times now, which makes me think that it's even better advice and something that we should start to look at. And that is that when people get into fear and scarcity and worry. And, you know, the media feeds us all of these concerns about the you know, financial changes in the outside world, and we're actually experiencing them. They're real. Like, it's not, it's not a story. Like, they are there. We're seeing it and we're experiencing it. But a lot of people will cling to their money and, you know, their little ways of doing things. And, what happens is that it becomes, your business becomes contracted, it becomes stagnant, you become fearful, you can't innovate, you can't pivot, you can't diversify. And so that becomes a a kind of cesspit for a business that can only go backwards from there. And in these times, no matter how scary they might be or how different they might be, I, I encourage you to look at it as Just another ebb and flow in business. It's another challenge that we need to look at and prepare for and try and remove some of the emotional charge around it, especially if if money is a trigger for you. Um, and it's also a time where you have to still be active. The risk might increase. So your ability to, to still invest in your business, to get help, to find ways of offering new things or added value, all needs to still happen. Yes, it might be a little bit more expensive or a little bit scarier, But businesses who keep being active through this time will eventually make it out the other side and will thrive. And because people will contract and pull back and get scared and not take risks, it actually provides gaps in the marketplace for people who are prepared to be active, who are prepared to keep creating momentum, keep investing in themselves and their businesses, and are prepared to sit in some of the unknown and some of the risk. So just because it gets a bit scary, Decide if you want to be the person that kind of bunkers down and potentially, you know, doesn't make it through or if you're going to be the business owner that keeps finding a way to pivot and to, you know, to make it work because they're the people that have energy and momentum and therefore will, will find the gaps in the market or find the added value or the new offerings that they can bring to the table. Okay, how to diversify or where to diversify? Firstly, is your offering. So what are you offering to your audience right now? Maybe what you're offering or have offered has changed. Maybe it's not as urgent. Maybe it's not as um, a bigger need for them. Maybe they've already, you know, got that. Or maybe they're not spending on that right now. So what are some other ways that you can offer? If you've always just offered one thing, You wanna look at how do you have different sources of income? Most of us learnt this the hard way through COVID, um, but looking at what other offerings would your audience want from you, you know? And that's, you've really got to sit down and zoom out for that one. Um, I've got worksheets in the first aid kit for that. And that's a lot of what I do with my clients is looking at your target market and really going, what else do they need from me or want from me? reviewing your feedback, your inquiries, you know, all those things. Maybe it's a different price point. Maybe it's an added service. Maybe it's a more affordable something. What else is your target market looking for from you? And have a diverse way of making money, not just one offering that you've always relied on. Diversify your audience is the second one. So where else is your target market who haven't yet heard about you? So, you know, we're seeing this a lot with people freaking out about Instagram. If you're freaking about about Instagram and it's lack of reach, I suggest you go back to the drawing board and look at where else you can build a following and an audience or a database. So um, looking at mailing lists, collaborations, um, advertising streams, lots of different things that you can do there. There's a target, there's a podcast episode um, on, I think it's called Good Old Fashioned Customer Service. That's a good one for talking about different touch points. Um, And then there's also How to 10 Times Your Business to Reach Your Potential. So they're two old episodes if you want to go back and revisit those. Also, there's a step-by-step to creating the ultimate collaboration with Jess Rufus from Collabasaurus. So they're really good ones to go back and get some actual strategies for how you can diversify your reach and your audience. Then you want to consider how do you diversify your value? So people will come and buy from you at lots of different points. And for lots of different reasons, some people will come because they've, you know, finally had enough and they're ready to get some help. Some people will come because they stumbled across you and somebody they know follows you, or maybe they were highly recommended, lots of different reasons and pain points. So what value can you offer? And, you know, asking yourself the question, why is, when is somebody coming to me and why is now the time that they should be investing in me? So this is where you can really come back to considering your call to action. So, you know, different ways to say, yes, like if if this is the pain point for you, then now is the time. Or have you always wanted to achieve this? Yeah, let's get started. So having a diverse way of how you call people to action and to purchase with you. And so that can be done through highlighting the value that you offer And I think something that I do often with clients is, I feel like I've done this a few times this, this week, is we look at the offering that people have and how they're selling it. And when I sit down and say, well, tell me how you do that. And they go, oh, and then I do this and that, and I'm really passionate about this. And then I go and look at the website that says what they're offering and how much it costs. They don't even come close to highlighting all of the incredible things that they told me in our coaching session about how they deliver for their clients. And so going back to your sales pages or your packages or your email pitches and really making sure you showcase the value of why you do, how you do what you do, why it's good and why this person is going to want it and need it and it's going to change their life. So making sure that you, and also if you don't have some of those extra values, it's not necessarily about offering more for less. It's about what other perceived values can you offer to your offering? Um, okay. So diversifying your offering, diversifying your audience and your reach, diversifying your value and diversifying the way in which people get called to action. But remembering that you want to do this from the place of not competing and not trying to, you know, fit the box of being everything for everyone and and implementing every piece of advice and skill that you get on the internet and and moving with every trend. But coming back to you and why you started, who who you're showing up for, so going back and listening to the Target Market podcast as well, there's also target market worksheets in the how to start a side hustle book and there's probably about 10 pages of target market support in our marketing ebook and workbook which you can get on the website um and and really coming back to how you can show up for them and then you want to diversify your your reach and your value what is you know your mailing list your brand values how you can update your copy to showcase your value. Again, there's a podcast episode on how to create high-performing copy by Ash Chow. The reason I'm chucking all these things for you is because there's lots out there. You've just got to want it bad enough. You've just got to carve out the time and say, I'm going to make it through. I'm not going to contract. I'm not going to be fearful. I'm not going to go into competition. I'm going to stand in my power of why I create, why I started, and why I'm showing up to help people and be of service. And I'm I'm going to ride this wave, and I'm not going to become a stagnant pond that is going to be moldy and and full of (laughs) bugs and diseases by the end of this. um, You know next challenge or, you know, chapter that we're all about to go in into. And then finally, if you want some more tailored support for this, obviously I have coaching, but I'm doing a level up workshop, which will go over diversifying strategies in more detail, as well as money mindset, um, reviewing your brand values and how to create a loyal following and coming back to that, you know, really loyal tribe that's going to stick with you through this time. So that's on the website. If you want to sign up for that, we'll be kicking off in September or oh, late August, I think. Let me check it. Um, And take some time to to really set your sights on working on your business to diversify and set yourself up for success. No one's going to stop you and no one's going to keep, you know, stop you from working and doing some of the smaller everyday things to do this stuff. You have to carve it out for yourself. And finally, if you're starting to feel the pinch with finances and things like that, In our first aid kit, there's a chapter called Pricing and Numbers Review. And on page 90, there's an activity that is reviewing your goals and what you want to achieve. And, you know, for example, you might look at this and go, what other offerings do I want? Or how can I diversify my reach? And that might include some paid advertising. Um, But all of those things you can put into this spreadsheet or to table as well as some worksheets that are gonna help prompt you. Um, But you wanna help, it'll help you to think about where to invest and where to spend money during these times so that what you are doing has a return on investment. And that means starting with a goal of what it is that you do. What do you need? Do you need money in your business? Do you need, you know, returning customers? Whatever it is, what is the goal for your business and then what is going to help you to achieve that? Where do you need to maybe invest or spend time and energy? And then what's the return on that investment? So you can prioritize where you spend your time, money, resources in a time where they might be a little bit more scarce. But you can still get a proper return on investment because what you've always done might not work at the you know, in the next few months. And now if you're smart and you carve out the time and you want to make it through, now is the time to do it before full-blown fear and scarcity sets in. Okay guys, a bit of a mismatch of lots of different inspiration in there, but hope it helps. Let me know how you go plenty of resources out there to go back and revisit check out some old podcast episodes I'll link them all in the show notes as well as the level up the first aid kit and the Nick Cave letter have a great day guys